You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. this episode we'll be talking about the ramones ramones on the line i have rob ben hello john y'all and kyle hi everybody ramones is the debut studio album by american punk rock band the ramones released on april 23rd 1976 by sire records the producer was craig leon and tommy ramone and the genre is punk punk rock pop punk and I'm going to read from All Music Reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. With the three-chord assault of Blitzkrieg Bop, the Ramones begin at a blinding speed and never once over the course of its 14 songs does it let up. The Ramones is all about speed, hooks, stupidity, and simplicity. The songs are imaginative reductions of early rock and roll, girl group pop, and surf rock. Not only is the music boiled down to its essentials, but the Ramones offered a twisted comic take on pop culture with their lyrics, whether it's the horror schlock of I don't want to go down to the basement, the gleeful violence of beat on the brat or the manically stupidity of now I want to sniff some glue and the cover of let's dance isn't a throwaway with its single-minded beat and lyrics. It encapsulates everything the group loves about pre Beatles rock and roll. They don't alter the structure or the intent of the song, they simply make it louder and faster, and that's the key to all of the Ramones' music. It's simple rock and roll played simply, loud, and very, very fast. None of the songs clock in longer than two and a half minutes, and most are considerably shorter. In comparison to some of the music the album inspired, the Ramones sounds a little tame. It's a little too clean, and compared with the Insanity Live albums, it even sounds a bit slow. But there's no denying that it still sounds brilliantly fresh and intoxicatingly fun. All right. What do we think of Ramones Ramones? I mean, it's a perfect record. Um, I mean, right out of the gate. <laughs> oh. We can't, we can't ask for a, a, a better first record, a more direct statement of purpose than the Ramones first record. It does get the they point do across. They get right down to it. Yeah. 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 And they don't really vary from like the message at all. <laughs> like there's not like a... I mean, there's some tracks that might be a little more uh, like, I guess there's the, the ballady or romantic and I want to be a boyfriend, but the, but it stays true to form. Yeah. I mean, Wait. boyfriend has like a, uh, like a Wurlitzer and like a Glockenspiel, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't sound out of place on the record and it doesn't sound out of place out of like a, like a sixties record. And I think a lot of that's, you know, Joey Ramone's voice and just the simplicity of the, uh, of the music and the earnestness. I, I can't argue with your, your logic. It's I, I have a star next to all 14 of the songs. Like <laughs> uh, as I was taking notes, like there's, 
nothing seemed that nothing's out of place. There's not a stinker in the bunch. And yeah, um, it took me a minute to get the Ramones to be totally honest. Like it, okay. it was like a step back from like the grunge stuff that I was listening to as a teen. Honestly, I think it was you and Chris Kyle that introduced me to the Ramones. Um, well, yeah, but yeah. Do you remember how I got into the Ramones? I do not remember that. It was, uh, the Airhead soundtrack. Uh, oh, really? It was the, the last Lone Rangers. We went to Airwaves. <laughs> and I heard that, and I was like, this is pretty great. And I got uh, Ramones Mania, like the 1988 uh, 30-track best of, and I was hooked. Is that the yellow one? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Guys, we made it. We're at the Ramones. Yeah. Everything <laughs> now is going to be post-Ramones. Yeah. That's the point. We did it, guys. This is exciting. This is exciting yeah. times. We, we've, we're finally... Well, every time we say that, we end up jumping directly back into the doldrums. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> let's just enjoy this for what it is. Yeah, Kyle, you were a year ahead of me in school. So, like, when you were checking out the uh, the Airhead soundtrack, I was still a an eighth grader. So... Listening to your Paula at, Abdul? <laughs> listen to my my so my Paul Abdul. Listening to my earheads uh, yet? I don't believe I could have. No, um, but no. Like my my first experience was the Ramones was watching Sump Pumps pre Rob Ross playing on the uh, Lawrence Central High School uh, morning show, covering the Ramones. Yeah. Oh, uh, which which song did you guys do, Kyle? Well, it was my junior year, and uh, in my interdisciplinary history class, uh, like social studies class. We had to write a, a report about a musician and do like a a presentation. So I was like, let's let's do the Ramones. And I brought in my friends and we did a. It was Blitzkrieg Bop, uh, Today Your Love, Tomorrow the World. Wow! So you were yeah. straight up singing about Nazis at school. So I guess it was, I don't want to walk around with you. And then yeah, I uh, I remember having to preface it. I was like the Ramones, cartoonish Nazi imagery. You know, tonight. <laughs> I don't know how well they would play in 2020 in the high school, but, um, you know, I enjoyed it. It was a, it, it was a nice break from the morning announcements. <laughs> My first band in high school, uh, covered, uh, Sheena is a punk rocker, but we nice. were friends with a cute girl named Sheila. So we changed it to Sheila as a punk rocker, hoping that we could score points with the cute girls. <laughs> That, that the three of us knew. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? I mean, yeah, she hung out with us. Okay. She never dated any of us, but we... we <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, nope, nope. She dated, she dated the guitar player for a minute. It was high school. Relationships were week to week. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. No relationship was longer than two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> it was a very much R- Ramon's romantic relationship period of all of our lives. <laughs> Heart rate going 160 beat per minute. <laughs> no relationship longer than three minutes. Perfect. So those are good times. <laughs> so here's my question, though: Is Judy a punk or is Judy a runt? Jackie is a punk. Judy is a runt. Right, but the songs Judy is a punk. But do they even the say? So is Judy both a punk and also a runt? But Jackie is just a punk. Uh, is Judy a small punk? I don't want to jump ahead, but they wrote a sequel to that song. Did they now? Yeah. It's off of the, the Phil Spector record, uh, The Return of Jackie and Judy. 
Yeah. Not one of their better songs. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of their better albums, although you would expect well, it. I, yeah. I'm actually surprised we're not going to be talking about that one specifically for how divisive that that record is because it's their it's their biggest selling record, but also a lot of true blue Ramones fans have have plenty to take umbrage with on it. But I think a lot of people, yeah, I would say the best <laughs> of is their best selling record. Like, well, they're 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 best selling, yeah, studio actual album. actual studio album. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was their. It was their crossover into more of the mainstream music listening public, like uh, like working with Phil Spector, especially at the time, had like a, a definitely an air of legitimacy to it, mm-hmm. and uh, it had some had some big songs. I think a lot of people just had that that record. Dee Dee didn't feel it gave an air of uh, legitimacy. He was he he thought that Phil Spector was just try, he was an old dried up piece of shit. Trying to cash in on the uh, on, on this new youth movement. Oh, he was just um, Joey Ramone's vocals. Was was this before or after Dee Dee was held at gunpoint by Spectre? <laughs> Dur- during the whole thing, he he hated him the entire time. <laughs> before, during, and after. Said so he's fucking sucked. Um, Man, I yeah. can only imagine being in a room with a personality like Spectre and also a personality like like Dee Dee. Just like like uh, was that like an unstoppable force and an immovable object? <laughs> so who's doing production on Ramones? Ramones, I Craig Leon and Tommy the drummer. Tommy Tommy yeah knew how to run a soundboard, and he would often like when they were doing tours in like around this time. You know, no other bands sound like the Ramones, and that you know they might be taking the stage for a, a you know that 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 sound guy is used to mixing you know bands that sound like david cassidy or or whatever so they would have i think joey would go to the drum kit because joey knew how to play drums and tommy would go up and and dial the band in pre-shows and then uh, i guess he did that enough that he he also gets a production credit on this album which is really cool yeah hey i did want to ask something about the recording of this album it's notoriously People are kind of split, uh, people who, you know, listen to it a lot because it has bass in the left ear and it has guitar in the right ear where the vocals and the drums sit, sit in the center. Does that, does anybody think that hinders it or are you for doesn't bother me this sort of stereo element, but dividing up these instruments? I remember, uh, Right after you know, I got into the Ramones. I got this record, and I, I panned all the all the bass to the left, um, you know, on my stereo, so I could play bass along with it, and I learned how to play songs that way, you know. Um, so I, I as a as a youth, I really liked it. Uh, you listen to it now, and it's it's interesting. How convenient um, for them to the put the bass sounding. in the one channel for you to learn bass to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it it gives the impression that. This is how it sounded to them when they played live, like Dee 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 stage left, you know, Johnny stage right, and then uh, Joey in the middle. Um, So, I mean, I I, I get it, like, probably exactly how how Tommy had it set up when they were playing live on the board. (laughs) I mean, as as loud and as fast as they're playing it, it's clean, though. Like, it's, it's not a muddy recording. 
It's interesting because they they did a, a record of demos before this, and and have you guys heard them? I have not. No. Yeah, um, they released some of them on uh, all the hits, uh, volume one and two, just a bunch of demos. But um, the Ramones were famously uh, unhappy with the recording of, of this album versus how the demos sounded, and the demos are really rough and, and rocking. But um, I mean, compared to this, yeah, this sounds super polished. Um, but it also sounds kind of I don't know timeless. Sounds kind of I don't know. It's got that '60s kind of like Sonics kind of edge, but it's it's also clean. Yeah, sounds like how I want a punk record to sound. Yeah, yeah. It sounds razor it, sharp. It, yeah, just sharp and clean and simple. Yeah, and it's warm too. Yeah. Hey, what's that? How, what, what, sorry, what's that? We're listening to Havana Affair right now, which is one of my favorite tracks of this album. I couldn't see anywhere how they got that 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 canon sound. Because it's not it's not a recording of a canon. It's got to be just something they're doing in the studio. The, it's a bass sh- drum. <laughs> How does it yeah, get the, I think it's a bass drum that's mic to sound like a like a revolver or something. It's almost got it's got like a recoil to it, like chikum. Yeah, it's got a pitch to it. Yeah, like I don't know if they were pulling the drum head or something to make that happen, but it's it's not regular. It's like it's got it's got yeah. a, like a pickup note almost to it, like of like a like a, a fuse going or a hammer clicking. You know, yeah. It's not a reverse it sounds, like it could be hit and then the the bass drum hit. It could be. It sounds awesome. I always yeah. like that. I always like that. I like songs with uh, uh, cannons in them. You know, for those about to rock, Havana Affair, eighteen twelve overture. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there? Oh, okay. Because it's a cannon. Mm-hmm. Total uh, Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of cannons. Cannons, man. Yeah, that I I think of all the songs on the album. Listen to my heart is the hardest to decipher. Dude, I, I've misheard most of these lyrics for like the last twenty five years. I I struggled deeply with Judy as a punk uh, as a, as a child. <laughs> Google the lyrics. Some some of these I, I never even knew that he was actually saying. I I didn't know that today your love tomorrow the world. He's I've heard that song thousands of times, and it wasn't until this week I'm like, oh really? Like. Nazi schnazi <laughs> or <laughs> Nazi shotzi. Nazi shotzi. Yeah, shotzi's like uh it's like a it's like a like a cutie name for something like you love. Term of endearment. Yeah, exactly, like a liebling, like a little thing you love. It's a shotzi. Let's just talk about 53rd and 3rd. It's important third, yeah. So true story, right? Oh, yeah. Song based on a true story. He admitted it was based on a true story. Uh it's about him turning tricks. And then uh, pulling out his razor blade and murdering somebody to prove he's not a sissy. I don't think he actually murdered anybody. Uh, but I, I've read uh, that Didi would show up at bars with his, my, my quotes are up, uncle, <laughs> like pretty consistently. And he was mocked incessantly for showing up. Oh, oh, Didi, is this one your uncle too? Um <clears throat> but yeah, he he turned tricks for uh, heroin. That was uh, that was Dee Dee's thing. He got hooked on morphine when he was eleven or twelve when living over in Germany. 
Yeah. Like he, yeah. A, a Dee Dee and Johnny were crazy people before they, before they joined the Ramones. Um, Johnny was a, was a maniac. Um, yeah. He was like mugging people on the streets of New York. Um, <laughs> For glue money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no joke. How much money uh, is glue money? <laughs> uh, not that much. Um, you get a lot like, of glue. Like Joey's he, Joey's singing all this stuff, but it like he couldn't even drink. <laughs> like Joey had Joey the uh, the guitarist and the bassist, and they were fucking nuts. Yeah, or just people he saw in his apartment yeah. complex. Like yeah, in Queens. Wasn't Dee Dee involved in an armed robbery in like South Bend, Indiana? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which he may have just gotten mixed up with the wrong crowd while hitchhiking, but yes, an armed robbery happened and Didi was also there. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. W- w- was he, where was he running away from or to at that point? He was, he was go. he was headed out West. He yeah, was, he was hitchhiking running from out New West. York West. Yeah. And yeah, he, I think he got t- tangled up in some trouble in Michigan and then he got picked up as a hitchhiker by some, some young cats. And while he was with them, they're like, and now we're robbing this convenience store. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and Dee, Dee got thrown in jail. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, question. Do you think the Ramones could be possibly the most influential and lowest grossing band? Yes. How about, how about the underground? I mean, that's, yeah, that's the other band that people think of as bands that didn't nah. sell any records and, I don't think that Stooges sold anything either. And I would say the Stooges are the catalyst Kraft, for all this shit. Kraftwerk bought a lot of Stooges albums, I think. <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, Ralph Hooter. <laughs> Ralph likes the Stooges, and I, and I, as well he should. But no, I, I don't know if... I, I, think, I think the... Uh, I, I would assume that the Stooges undersold the Ramones. Iggy started doing his own solo shit like after... Like, Ramones had a longer career to sell more records also. Yeah. I don't um, think that the Ramones have sold more records than Iggy Pop. No, I don't think so either. I think that I can guarantee they sold more merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about like the mechanical or not and the merch, licensed. like yeah. I mean the Ramones first record just went gold in like twenty fourteen. Holy shit. Man, this album is almost done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to replay it. <laughs> We've been talking for like, what, 15 minutes and we're on track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I think that they're more influential than the Stooges. Nah. Yeah. I mean, they've been on way more commercialized things. Well, yeah, I've seen more t-shirts. Like, I've seen. Yeah. The Stooges in terms of. Yeah. I, I'm not I don't s- think you get the Ramones without the Stooges, man. No, like, I'm, I, I say, think- I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as as far as our sphere, our world, the Ramones are are influential in all aspects. It's not yes. just stylistically that. as much as we wouldn't have the Ramones if we didn't have the Stooges. I think more bands that we're familiar with would trace the root of their sound back to the Ramones and the Stooges. Not saying that a lot of bands don't trace them back to the Stooges. I just, just just think more do the Ramones. I don't know. I like a lot of heavier things. I guess. Well, I mean, but yeah. even some of the heavier- humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! What a dickhead <laughs> thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm, I am so sorry, guys. That 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 
just like I, I don't know what uh, like I just don't listen to a lot of punk uh, can, compared to like compared to the post punk stuff. And I would say that the Stooges are like, way heavier on like the things that I'm more interested in than just uh, straight punk rock. But you know, pro, uh, tomato potato. I don't. I, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Do you guys ever listen to the the syndicated radio program Little Stevens Underground Garage? Mm-hmm. No. Only when I'm on the road and I have serious radio. I haven't listened to it in a while. It, it, it's also it's it's syndicated on like NPR stations on like uh, like weekend evenings often. Uh, I used to listen to it a whole bunch. I haven't listened to it in a while, but there was one episode I was listening to once because he will play anything from he'll play new stuff and he'll play stuff from as far back as the fifties. But his his set lists they always flow well it never his back to back to back the songs that little steven will spin never feel like they're out of they're out of the fold of what his show sounds like and he was talking about that once so he said people ask him about his programming format and he says the, the the keystone of his entire radio program is the ramones he said he goes i will play the ramones and i will play anyone any group that existed before the ramones that in his opinion, inspired the Ramones sound, like the girl groups, mm-hmm. uh, like er, like pre Beatles rock, uh, all of that stuff. And he goes, I will also play anything after the Ramones that I feel the Ramones have influenced. So the Ramones are his kingpin or his keystone, and that that's how he picks like what he gets played on a show. And his show always sounds good, and it, it spans like sixty years of music. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, I feel like they are a like a like a key element of rock and roll development of uh, punk rock development. But not only that, but just in the span of when you have Elvis, it's like you have these other garage rock bands and then the Ramones. I mean, it, it, it there's all these different build, building blocks, and I feel like they are a key building block, um, which I mean, will go on to inspire everybody, but. Yeah, I I just it's it's strange to listen to the Ramones because it's so ubiqu- ubiquitous with our generation or our sort of uh influences and our music stylings. I I was surprised to learn that, you know, they were two things. One is they were uh more well better received than I had initially heard. So the critics actually did like them. I thought that the critics hated them and panned them because they were the Ramones. But when I went back and did research, I was like, oh, actually, no, that's not the case. And the second thing is I had no idea that they weren't just sort of this group until the 90s when they really blew up. Like the 90s resurgence of pop punk and punk rock is really what put them uh, in a in a bigger element. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, that's when I got into them was like, you know, 94, but they broke mm-hmm. up in 96. That was when they mm-hmm. put out their last record. Um, yeah. And I remember them doing interviews, you know, after like 90, 91 and joy Ramones, like, I think this is the year of the Ramones, you know, we're finally going to make it. And they never did. <laughs> never did. They never sold anything. And, uh, they broke up and like died off right before. Um, I mean, can you imagine the Ramones now? They went on tour, like 
it'd be like right. the Beatles getting back together. I mean, it's it's also very witchcraft sad. because they're yeah. dead. Yeah, but I just I remember like after two thousand show though. Oh yeah, year after year they kept dying. Like right after they broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, Seriously, yeah. And it was really sad, you know, because you know, as a young like fan, natural causes and stuff. It 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 was weird for. Yeah, it, it was just it was weird for the Ramones to be dying of like not partying, like not like of like partying or something. Like they're just like dying of like cancer. Yeah, even as a young man, it made me feel old. Even as like a twenty-two-year-old, it made me feel old. That last Joey Ramone record fucking kills me, man. Yeah. His his cover of "What a Wonderful World" is just the okay. saddest thing yeah. <laughs> ever. I'm a big fan of this record. Uh, I am. I am. I. I it's a, It's so surprisingly fresh to to the ears even after all of this time and uh yeah i just don't uh i i'm, I'm sad that we're only getting one record in this book i think yeah. that's that's kind of bullshit but yeah, i think we could have got rocket to russia mm-hmm. um, definitely road to ruin. yeah road to ruin would have been good yeah that's that's a good good call out It's so perfectly distilled essence of rock and roll. You yeah, know, it, mm-hmm. it, it is like it's just concentrate. John Rockwell of the New York Times had uh, it described it. I just like the sentence. He says, "An abstraction of rock and roll so pure that other associations get left behind." And it just it is. It's so pure. It's pure in its simplicity. It's pure in its intent. Like it it comes across the ears crystal clear. You know, it's it's here. It's here. You know, <laughs> it's true. I think also we we really like a lot of those uh, Phil Spector records, those girl groups, that R and B music, that sort of backbeat rhythm uh, that the Beatles were doing at the same time. So this really fits in taking it back there, putting a spin on it. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the Cramps, which is very similar to that element where it's saying. Yeah, we already did that, you know, like we already did this rock and roll stuff, but watch how we do it. Um, and We're I've always faster. <laughs> yeah, faster. I've always really identified um, in the interviews with the Ramones. They always talked about how they do a stage show and how they do stage presence. And it's like they they when they start, when they kick off one, two, three, four, they come right to the front of the stage. It's not like they're trying to pretend to be. Uh, you know, aloof in any way, it is a full on assault on the people watching them. So they're right in your face at the front of the stage and then they just don't stop uh, through through the songs. They just play the next song as soon as the, the previous song had ended. And then after that, you know, they didn't put pl- always play like encore. So they just be like, that's it. We're done. We're out. You know, it's uh, and there's a couple bands that I've seen who have done that. John Spencer, the thermals, 
who are just like, this is it. This is our performance. If you don't like it, whatever, we're in your face and we will present rock and roll. You know, our it's our job. We are here to do this job. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you can leave. Coke dares? Coke dares, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they opened for Black Sabbath, uh, the Ram- Ramones did, and, you know, the fans weren't super happy about that. I think it was 1978, if I recall correctly. And what a great show that would have been. Oh, yeah. But I guess they got they got coins tossed at them. People are like yelling and throwing bottles and things at them. So they just like said, screw it. We're off the stage. They it's like they didn't want to. They just wanted this this to happen. They they wanted the the sound to happen. This is it. Take it or leave it. It's a package. I love it. I love it. This album was recorded in seven days for Six thousand four hundred dollars. <laughs> Seven what? days. That's two songs a day. How much did it sell? <laughs> it's, uh, it was six thousand units. It sold in the first year. Oh, <laughs> well, a dollar back per unit, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by the third year, they're clearing a profit, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, the the cover photo. One of the most iconic band photos of all time that did this photo involve uh, or th- did this, did this photo like invent the, the trope of not smiling in front of a brick wall? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. And it, it's the photo that mm-hmm. was parodied on uh, the cover of Chick- chipmunk punk. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> they know what they're doing, <laughs> which if you've ever listened to uh, chipmunk punk on, uh, on slow speed, uh, it's, it's uh, just a, wonderful sludgy gem uh, the because the, the the lyrics are are actual human just guys singing like this and and the riffs are just like slow and sludgy it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh wait um yeah uh, I, I guess the ramones are why uk uh punk exists right yeah we, we, pretty yeah much. They, pretty much uh, they when they when they went on tour with talking heads uh they, I think they pretty much taught uh, the damned how to play guitars, and uh, so the damned were in a band that, but they couldn't play guitar. <laughs> how did they form their band? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that that, that 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 that's hyperbole. Um, but no, like they that that tour that the Ramones did with the uh, the Talking Heads is what inspired the uh, the yeah, UK, the, um, like the Johnny Appleseeds of uh, UK. Pop. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now that, that that's important to note. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's only one other thing. Uh, other note I did want to get across. They were uh, 1975. They were uh, the first New York punk band to be signed to a contract. Uh, that is not including Patti Smith uh, as as punk, which I do counter as okay. punk, but I know some people don't. Um, but they would have been the first New York punk band, which I thought was interesting. I mean. Yeah, arguably the first punk band. It's it, that kind of stuff. Just we can talk about it for hours, but yeah, and sure. we have, and that, we have that, definitely <laughs> the first. Continue to definitely the first band that we've covered at least that I think that we can call punk without there being like an asterisk next to it, like proto punk or it's or it like it's very loose. I mean, the dictators in this book going from this book. I mean, the dictators are real close. Um, yeah, it in 
Yeah. But, but if you want to call like three chord punchy with speed, like exactly. these guys nailed the formula period. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they yeah. are the formula. Yeah. Also pop yeah. punk. I, I don't think there's any denying that they invented pop punk. No. I mean, the Ramones are your North star. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have to go around the room to ask if this is a positive. I think everybody's going to be on a positive. <laughs> is, is there any negative that you can say about this record other than maybe a little bit production value? Like the, the, like if you wanted to be nitpicky, you could be like, well, it could have been recorded a little better or something like that. I think I love the way it sounds, man. It, I yeah, do. it, it does have character. It's a choice, I guess. Like I think coming I don't out, I want George Martin in there, right? You want, and you don't want it necessarily like crunchy, like raw power, or like or low in the mix or fucked up. You know, like having it come out this clean and this crisp really lays down both the punk and the pop sensibilities. Like it's it's all right there on their first album. If it were if it were harsher, like a CBGB show where they were going faster and you couldn't hear the vocals well. I, it would be a different experience on their first album. I don't know if it would if it would carry the message as well. I agree. It's record fucking rules. Yeah. Okay. But you already know that, dear listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? Um, um, listen to the Ramones and start a band. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Ramones tattoo right after we stop recording. Are you? Yeah. Are you getting the same one as James? Right on my chest. I know two people <laughs> with a Ramones tattoo. Yeah. Dave he has uh, Today Your Love. Today Tom- Your Love, Tomorrow the World. Tomorrow right? the World. Ooh, that's kind of... Okay. Uh, that's, that's a spicy one. And, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it he doesn't have that. the lyrics of the song, just the well, title. <laughs> you know, the title alone is derivative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, we're there. We made it. We made it to the Ramones. We're in punk rock territory. We're going to be getting... the. the I didn't mention, uh, obviously the Ramones inspired the, what would be considered the punk rock, uh, look, leather jackets, ripped jeans, sneakers. I mean, timeless, fucking timeless. No one. uh, I feel like there are a couple bands maybe doing that, but they made it an outfit. They made it their like uniform. For for some reason, the Dutch boy haircuts didn't catch on though. Yeah, <laughs> You're like true. how about how about the 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 jacket and the jeans, but like pointy hair. Ramon's like, no, Dutch boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're going for that early Beatles, uh, like mop top, yeah. yeah, thing. Also, the uh, the leather jackets were also very early Beatles. True, um, but sneakers yeah. were a, a newer affair, and their jeans were ripped because they were broke. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to start that band, the Tough Teddy Boys? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> can we just can we just be a Ramones tribute? <laughs> yes, we can. We just take Kids Bop songs and throw in the words "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about Fela Kuti and the African Seventy Zombie. All right. Thanks, y'all. 